Welcome to the Advancing the Kingdom podcast with Apostle Matthew Tillery. Let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I am Matthew Tillery, your host for Advancing the Kingdom podcast. Thank you for so much for joining in to the Advancing the Kingdom podcast. We pray that you are having a super day today, and I know you are because the Lord is good, and he's good all the time. Thank you so much once again for uh, coming on the Advancing the Kingdom podcast. Listen, if you're on social media, I would appreciate it if you go ahead and hit the share button. And if you're joining us tonight via or, by the way, of YouTube, if you could go ahead and subscribe to the ML Tillery Ministries channel i would greatly appreciate it thank you so much again we're going to go ahead and get into our conversation tonight i am excited tonight to have with us none other than my friend uh, and i don't take that lightly i don't call everybody a friend but certainly he is a friend and i'm very grateful and very appreciative of him tonight that's none other than mr william battle ceo of emmanuel health education thank you so much sir for coming on the Advancing the Kingdom podcast tonight so we can have a kingdom conversation about some good stuff, some great yeah. things. Yeah. Well, thank you very kindly, uh, Apostle Matt. And um, I, I'm equally as appreciative uh, to be on with you. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that I could probably be doing tonight, but <clears throat> to take time out of my schedule to be on the podcast with you uh, is simply a joy. And um as always, anytime I have conversation with you, <laughs> you know, we always uh, have um, great detailed conversation, but we always somehow find a way to kind of laugh our way uh, through it. And so I'm just excited about it, about me being with you. Thank you again. Thank you again. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, let's go ahead and get into this conversation. Uh this kingdom conversation, I, I call all conversations kingdom. I don't want to just get up here and share things, but tonight is very special uh, because we're going to have a conversation tonight about my journey. Uh, and you, you know, you, you've been there at the very beginning of it. So I want to go ahead and, and, and tonight you're going to, we're going to shift things around a little bit. So you become more of an interviewer <laughs> and I'm going to try to answer some of your questions that, that you might have in mind. So let's go ahead and get started yeah. tonight. So what's on your heart? What's on your mind, sir? Well, you know, um, I, I want folks to know this is uh this is about telling a story. Uh, this is a testimony. And this also is a teaching teaching moment, the three T's there, telling a story, testimony, and a teaching moment. And you know, as well as I know, Matt, there were several phases that uh, you, you went through. So I kind of want to look at this. I kind of want to approach this like from, from the beginning to the middle uh, and, and, and to maintenance. Uh, it kind of puts me in mind of the theoretical stages of change where you're not, where you're not, where you're not even contemplating, then something happens, then you begin to contemplate. Uh, and then you kind of prepare and then you take action and then you kind of stay in the maintenance stage. So this is kind of how I, I see this thing with you. But uh, as it relates to 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 the beginning. So, Matt, take us take us to uh, share with us um, your your, your in, in the beginning when you what prompted you? What was your cues to action to uh, to get yourself to get screened? Okay, great. So, you know, we know that that 
men, particularly black men, we're, we're more susceptible uh, to, to cancer in terms of prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So I've always uh, you know, gotten my, my PSA has always been checked on a yearly, you know, we do, we, we do it every year. In March of 2021, uh, I had my yearly physical prostate exam. PSA was normal, 3.32, something in that area in March of 2021. But in May of 2021, I did another physical for a, another life insurance policy. And it was at that time that my PSA came back uh, abnormal. It was uh, 4.5. So my re- urologist said, well, we're not going to rush and, and do anything right yet. Right now, we're just going to watch your numbers and so forth and so on. But he retired, and I had, and I got another uh, urologist that came in, and he was uh, more aggressive in, in this, and uh, so just kind of kept monitoring my C, uh, my uh, PSA, uh, which is the prostate, um, uh, the 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 prostate, uh, and what is it? Uh, the, specific specific yeah, antigen, right? So so they monitored that, and and. Um, it was pretty it was it stayed anywhere from around four to four point five it never exceeded that but but he he started to get more aggressive with it and he said well i think we you know we might need to to do something or doing up do a biopsy if it's going to continue in that range so last year 2022 in october two weeks after my mom passed they did a biopsy and in the biopsy, the, the PSA came back a five. It was a five. Well, excuse me. Excuse me. The PSA was a five. They did the biopsy. And when the biopsy came back, it came back positive for prostate cancer. So what they do in the, in the prostate biopsy, they do 12 samples of your prostate. The prostate is probably the size of a walnut. And they got 12 samples, samples from my prostate. Two of the samples came back positive. For prostate cancer, two areas were suspicious, and eight areas areas came back benign. So this is two weeks after my mom passed. So that's a yeah. you know it's a, it's a lot happening now. Yeah. And um, you know so so the initial shock of, of just getting that was was very you know it was very challenging. Uh, I think when anybody hear that you know it becomes very challenging. Yeah. So, but I wasn't very, uh, I didn't really want to just jump on the first thing that, that was shared with me. Uh, my urologist suggested, uh, he, well, he suggested that I didn't get, uh, didn't have surgery to remove my prostate. And after talking to <laughs> Dr. Uh, Denise Gooch, <laughs> who is a radiation oncologist out of Maryland, I knew that that, that wasn't that was on my <laughs> that was last on my <laughs> we, we left that but we we left yeah. you just gotta know Dr. Goose, right? Yeah, yeah. So 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 it, it, that was last on my list. <laughs> so let's matter of fact, let's go ahead and scratch that off right now. <laughs> we there's gotta be some more options, Lord. We we <laughs> so so that was that was that was that wasn't even in my conversation. 
<laughs> so I just just really just just and, and I was in the actor. They call it actor surveillance, which they don't do anything. They just watch it. But I didn't really I, I and we did that up until a few months. But I just you know, I didn't really feel comfortable after after doing research and then particularly after talking to uh, Dr. Gooch uh, about how these you know, how they come up with all of this stuff mm -hmm. and, and, and the research and all of that stuff. So I, I didn't really feel too comfortable just watching and waiting. My question is, what are we waiting for? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I talked to a, a um, an oncologist, radiation oncologist here in our town, and it was pretty much the same conversation. You know, you, you know, let's watch it and it's up to you, but if you want radiation, I will do it. But you know, let's kind of watch it and wait and see what happens and so forth. And I just, you know, I just really didn't feel comfortable, too comfortable with that. But then I call you one day or we, we you call, I don't know how the conversation started. Mm -hmm. And you asked me a question. Have I heard of uh, proton radiation? So that's how I, I ended up started doing a lot of research. I, de I didn't even jump on that because I told you I'm very, I'm very private. Um, and you kept, you asked me, uh, 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 Matt, is it okay if I let this person call you? And, and I was a little slow responding, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just so, uh, it, it, it was, to me, it was a private, it, it was very challenging. It was emotional. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of things going through my head, through my mind. Yeah, so I, right. I, I just really didn't want to, I didn't want a lot of noise and I didn't right. want to get too much information that I made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just shut down everything. I didn't, I didn't shut down. I still answered your calls. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you did. <laughs> yeah. and we did. still had conversations, yeah. yeah. but I, but I didn't, I didn't listen to a lot of other stuff. I just mm -hmm. started maybe doing some research on the proton therapy. And for me personally, after all the research search and, and just really mm -hmm. getting educated because th these are three things that, that got me through this whole process. Right. Mm -hmm. It was my faith. I had to believe God. Uh, you know, I'm a strong, I'm a strong person in faith. I believe God for the healing and, and so forth and so on. But I believe that God has things that he has folk in place. Uh, he has equipment in place. He has technology in place that can bring up about all this stuff. So, yeah. so my, it was my faith, but the second, the second piece of this, a triangle, it was education, right? Mm -hmm. I had to educate myself uh, and I had to do a lot of research and I had to educate and I had to keep educating myself. And then the third part of that triangle, it was per perseverance. Mm -hmm. So it was faith, educate for me, it was faith, education, education was a big piece in it in terms of just getting research. Uh, Matt, let me ask you this before we, and we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, we're going to get back to education, but let me, add, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Cause oftentimes with uh, prostate cancer, <clears throat> it can be asymptomatic in, in, in some men. Uh, did you experience any type of symptoms of, or anything at all? Uh, at the beginning stages, anything at all that would kind of lead you to think um, about some possibilities? No symptoms at all. I, I, I wasn't experiencing anything. So everything in terms of you know, everything was still normal. It, it wasn't mm -hmm. anything that, that would have like no blood in the urine mm -hmm. and, and that type of stuff. No, uh, 
No it, urinary no, issues. No, um, yeah. you know, everything is still flowing, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, properly. So nothing was happening that would yeah. that would have indicated that that I had prostate cancer. And, and I it, think that's an I think I don't mean to cut you off, but I think okay. that's an important message that we need to kind of hone in on um, because this can be asymptomatic. In other words, you may not have no symptoms of anything, which which really drives home the, the need to screen uh, for this for this issue, uh, because screening is our greatest defense. If we're not getting screened, we kind of take ourselves off that field of play and we kind of give this stuff an opportunity to kind of take control over us. Um, and, and so oftentimes you, men don't feel anything. Uh, and, and one of the things that, 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 that I'll, I say, um, um, as we age and we know that the older we get, the greater the likelihood there may be something going on. It may not be prostate cancer. It could be BPH or prostatitis. One of those, one of those BPH can kind of uh, cause the prostate to, to enlarge and it can cause urinary issues or with men frequently urinating that kind of thing. And, 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 I, and, and that's why I say screening is important because you eliminate what, the possibility they could be, but if we're not getting ourselves screened, um, and, and oftentimes, you know, some men can be having these urinary issues, but don't get themselves checked, don't get themselves screened, which can lead to, with, when there's a possibility that can lead to other other issues. Uh, but, you know, and that's great that you didn't have any symptoms uh, that would lead you to, in fact, you continued to cycle, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I never stopped cycling, so. Yeah. Once again, I didn't, I didn't initially, I mean, I didn't have any symptoms to that would say suggest mm -hmm. that there may be something going on. Okay. So okay. I didn't have any symptoms with that, that would, yeah. oh man, what's happening here? I may need to get checked. It was, it was just a PSA that, yeah. that, yeah. that got, you know, that, that got this thing started. Yeah. But it, you know, uh, the, 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 the psychological piece that you spoke of earlier can be overwhelming. Um, you know, when you're diagnosed, when men are, if, if, a, if a male is diagnosed with this issue uh, and when you're told that, you know, you, you have this uh, and, I, and I've often spoke, I've talked to uh, prostate cancer survivors about, you know, what are your first, what are the first inclination when you're told that you have this? And some say, man, it's like, you, you know, the world just shut down. Uh, I didn't know where to turn. Uh, I didn't know what to do next, that kind of thing. And in your case, man, you know, the Lord had uh, caused your mom to transition. Uh, and then you went right into this kind of thing. And so uh, I can only imagine where you were mentally and psychologically having to have to deal with this uh, and make these kind of decisions, man, uh, you know, so so immediate, you know, after after that situation. And so um, and I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, you and I had the friendship. Uh, that we could have conversation and, and, and talk about it. Right. Um, but I want to, I want to, and then, and then you talked about watchful watch and waiting. And one of the things Dr. Goose talks about is, you know, African-American men, we have the highest incident of mortality globally. Why would we sit around? Why would we watch and wait for something to happen? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, um, and, and she's such an advocate of, you know, uh, uh, no man should die from prostate cancer, and and so, and, and and so when you and I spoke the first time, I mean, she came immediately to my mind. Man, did you mind if you talked to a friend of mine, Doctor Denise Goosh, Man, yada yada, I'll let her have a conversation with you, and and that became one of those things. That became one of your another one of your educational tools, I think. I, I believe. 
it, it, it was. She shared a, a, a lot of information, and I think I may have wrote, may have written a book while she was talking. Uh, <laughs> but it was just, it was a lot of inf good, great information that she was giving me, and that was like, you know, that was the very thing that, wow, I, I just don't need to rush and do anything. Uh, but I, but at the same time, I'm not trying to wait and, and watch and right. <laughs> see what happens, right? I met a guy up in New Jersey a few weeks ago, maybe last month, and um, he told me he said he was in he was active he was in that active surveillance uh, thing that he was just waiting and watching, mm -hmm. and 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 because um, it started out like a, a very low grade, which is what I had, and he said everything was fine for three years, mm -hmm. but he says year three. He went to the doctor, and that thing had just gone, man. I mean, it had just metastasized. So it, it had left out of the prostate gland. It just that, I mean, it just, it was very sudden. The PSA was, was you know, they, it just didn't move that rapidly, right? Mm -hmm. It just, he woke up one day, and it was just gone, you know? Yeah, man, yeah. So he had to have his, he, they, you know, he had to go through the thing of, of getting his prostate removed, and yeah. and, and I think he, he may have had some some uh, chemo yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. But so I just, so I'm so I was really glad that I I just yeah. didn't didn't wait too long to yeah. to get to and and all the research that I did, mm -hmm. you know, if 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 you do something, you know you you have the, a better chance of surviving, mm -hmm. and and not only that, you you don't want to miss that window, right? Of opportunity, right. yeah. So I, I, I know you are an advocate of proton therapy. There's no doubt about that, and you you are definitely an advocate of proton therapy. So, talk share, share with uh, share with us, Matt. Um, once you, once we talked about, once you and I spoke talked about mm -hmm. proton therapy, proton therapy, and and I'm telling you, folks, once once he found out about proton therapy, he just took off like a rocket. <laughs> I mean, like he was talking to me. I was like, uh, <laughs> "Yo, Matt, uh, um, let me sit over here and be quiet because you're the expert at this, Matt, man." But Matt, can you share with us, Matt? Once, you, once you decided that to do uh, to engage in prostate cancer, walk us through and tell us, tell us, talk with us about your journey from beginning to you know now where you are with the with the with, the, with that process. Right. So you know, once again. My mom passed last October, and we, we um, got the news of, of, of prostate uh, cancer. And you had a lot of conversations with you, uh, my wife, and uh, that was it, it. Was very few people that that I shared or talked with. Mm -hmm. But my whole each each morning I woke up, I said, "Man, I just don't feel good just waiting, doing anything." And the more research I did. Mm -hmm. The more I found out that, and it, 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 even Dr. Gooch talked about it, that that a lot of these, uh, you know, research, they're they're a, a lot of them are not done with black men, right? So we may, you know, it may say, oh yeah, that, you know, but th there's a difference when it comes to us black men, you know, it's a little different there. So so I said, wow, I, I don't want. And then you asked me, had you, you? I remember it was on a Friday night. Hmm. You called me and you said, Matt. Have you heard of proton therapy? I said, man, in, in the back of my head, I said, man, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else this guy go? <laughs> but 
man, just calm down, right? <laughs> and um, so I said, well, let me go check it out. Then I went in there and started. I said, man, mm, this might be something I might might want to really do some more research. Yeah. So, so for the next couple of weeks, I didn't do anything. I, I just did research on proton therapy versus traditional radiation. I just looked at the two. Uh, and so I said, wow, well, I went on their website, the, the Hampton Proton uh, Institute uh, up in, in uh, Hampton, Virginia. There, there, is not, there is not a proton center here in North Carolina yet, but they are building one in Charlotte. NC, but there's not one here yet. The, my close, the closest one for me was Hampton, Virginia. So I told my wife, I, I, matter of fact, I went on the website, put in my information. I said, well, maybe they, they, they're probably not going to call, but I just put it in there, right? So that, that was on the weekend, and that Monday, no one called. So I called up there that Tuesday, and I said, you know, I did put some information in, and and I haven't heard back, which was only like one day, right? Let's get this done, right? Right. And but 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 the next day, someone did call me, and they said um, they said, "Well, we set up an appointment, and 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 we, my wife and I, went to Hampton for, um, you know, we went for a consultation. Uh, the doctor met us. We met with him for about two and a half hours. And the first thing he said when we walked in the room, this is the first thing that he said. Well, he said. How are you doing? That's the, mm -hmm. the second thing came out of his mouth was this is not a research center. So, you know, he well, he said this stuff is real. We, this is no research stuff that we're trying to see whether it's going to work or not work. Right. <laughs> so I said, well, that's great. That's great news. So but anyway, he, he took he gave us a two and a half hours on on, on proton and how it worked and worked and, and all of that stuff. And I said, well, and before it was over with, I said, well, this is something that, that if, in, if the insurance will take care of it, then certainly I'm, my mind is made up because I've already done research. And then what you're saying is pretty much it's, it's parallel, it's in alignment with, with all the things that I've been lo looking at. Mm -hmm. So, so but, but when I was getting ready to leave, they said, well, it's probably going to take four weeks three or four weeks before we heard, hear from the insurance company, right? And they said, we're going to go ahead and tell you and warn you that most insurance companies don't want to pay for this, this proton therapy because it's so expensive. I said, well, all right. So we left, my wife left, and I left. We prayed. We believe God. Once again, it goes back to that triangle faith, education, mm -hmm. perseverance. Faith has always been at the top of that triangle, right? So we prayed, believe God. And this is this is on a Tuesday. That Wednesday, I get a phone call, mm -hmm. and the lady said, "And I told you this, right?" I said, the, mm -hmm. "The lady said, Mr. Tillery, we don't know what you're doing, but keep on doing it." She said, "The the insurance has approved 100% of your treatment." Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise God! Yeah. And she said, "This has never happened." Wow! This has wow. never happened. So I said, wow, you know, just praising God and just yeah. thanking God for favor and getting me in there. But, but you know, I still had to go through a process because I had to get a, it's called a jail spacer, where they put a spacer between your prostate and your rectum to make sure uh, it supposedly uh, pull your prostate away 
more you know from your reptin so when you get ready to uh, get the radiation treatment it it keeps that away so that's just another precaution that they use up there mm -hmm. so i had to go to chapel hill unc to get that done that came mm -hmm. out real well uh, no side effects from that uh, the doctor said you may see some bleeding i may saw one speck of blood that was it yeah so so that's how the whole thing how i ended up there in hampton uh, getting that, that proton radiation, uh, pro, the, the proton. But, and, but Matt, and again, uh, even due this duration, you were still cycling. Right. So I never stopped cycling. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I never, matter of fact, I really just really started getting a little tired about the last three weeks of, of, of the treatment prior. And, and I was up there for, what, two months and a few days maybe two months and a couple of weeks. So it was 44 treatments. So, but I missed some because the machine uh, stopped working a couple of times. Matter of fact, the first day I went there, I'm thinking like, Lord, have I made the right decision? Mm -hmm. the, the first day I went there, the machine broke down. I mean, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> I said, this, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I never stopped cycling. Mm -hmm. When I wasn't cycling, I was still walking, just just moving. So I never, you know, just wasn't. Uh, I didn't have uh, very few symptoms uh, in terms of, of some of the mm -hmm. things I was experiencing from that. It was very very minimal, mm -hmm. uh, like 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 maybe uh, you know going to the bathroom a couple times more at night. But other than that no pain very very minute i had i had it was one night i had a pain uh, maybe about a five tuck a couple of tylenol it went away i never i haven't had it since okay so Matt, so, so how talk, share with us talk about the team uh all of the people that made up the team and the and the expertise and all that that you experienced with uh with throughout the, the process um because i've because as I understand it, there were quite a few of those that had uh, a, a tremendous role in terms of making sure everything was was, was calculated to the nth degree and after everything. But can you share that with us? Sure. Yeah. So I was very impressed. I was impressed when they said they wanted to do an MRI right. because in this, the the uh, around here the and this is what the doctor told me. He says you don't you your 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 Gleason score is a six. So. You know you're you're not you don't qualify for an, an MRI. I said, what the heck? What, what do you mean? You know, right? <laughs> so 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 the first thing they did they they did a a CAT scan and M, an MRI before I actually got started. So they did both of them. Uh, and and so what they do they have a team of about ten or twelve people on the same team, hmm. and they all look at your MRI, your, your CAT scan. They so they all work. So it's like doctors, medical doctors, uh, oncologists, they're working with scientists, right? So they're all creating, creating a, they're creating a plan just for you. Uh, you know, they all work on your plan and they, they create the plan and they get everything uh, ready to be implemented when you get there. So it's a team of about 10 to 12 people that work, uh, they work together on a specific plan for you based on mm. uh, what the MRI is showing. And I thought that was amazing in itself, you know, 
um, that that you're getting t- ten or twelve folk looking at this thing and seeing w- what is the best treatment in terms of the depth of the proton beam, uh, you know, so forth and so on. Uh, how long how long will you will you need it and, and and the depth of it? And I think it may be some more things that that they look at, but I'm not sure. But I do know that they 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 work together and create a specific plan just for you in terms of uh, based on the the MRI and and what what's showing at on the MRI. So what what is your what is your understanding traditionally radiation versus the proton uh, the proton <clears throat> proton treatment? I think I think the biggest difference is that proton beams will stop at the tumor so it doesn't go beyond the tumor i think traditional radiation it could hit areas in that vicinity but proton beams is it's a precise beam uh, accurate um, very specific and it it hits the target um, it's like one of these um, modern military weapons where they, where they could hit the, my neighbor's house and miss my house type of stuff. <laughs> so so it, it hits directly the target that it needs to hit, and it doesn't surround uh, hit areas beyond that. It doesn't go through the tumor. It stops there, right? So the proton beam will stop, which, which means that it's less likely to damage uh, healthy tissues nearby because it stops at the tumor. It hits what it's going to hit. And and it, and and that's it. It doesn't supposedly go beyond. Mm-hmm. It has such accuracy, and so it doesn't supposedly go beyond what it's supposed to be hitting. Uh, accuracy and precision. That's those are the two words that I that they told me in the research that I that I was doing. That's basically what it says. Accuracy and so because it doesn't damage a lot of your healthy tissues. You're, you're less likely to have a lot of side effects. So this is why I was still able to cycle. I mean, I was still doing 20 and 30 miles on my bike, mm-hmm. like at a time. So I was never to the point where I, I couldn't, I didn't do no exercise. Mm-hmm. It was only about the last three weeks that I became tired. And so, but the next morning it was weird because I was feeling fine. So I would get up the next morning at six o'clock and go go do 25 30 miles on my bike mm-hmm. and i was wondering man can i still cycle because of your prostate right and you know with this you know on that bike because mm-hmm. if i right. can't cycle man wow this is going to be hard yeah. but he but he says the doctor said as long as you have a uh, prostate seat they call it with the cutout in the seat Mm-hmm. Right. So when, when you sit on your, the seat, your prostate is not pressed up against the seat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so both both of my bikes have that. So he said, "Well, ride on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that right. You never, you never did stop riding. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I was just saying. So for me, you know, I and I've I've seen guys that did the other uh, radiation and stuff, and but I was I was just didn't have a lot of issues, you know, have just didn't have a lot of issues with during the treatment. For me, the biggest issue, it, it, it was the mental side, mm-hmm. you know, but, but in terms of physical, 
-hmm. it wasn't a lot of and i praise god for that so Amen. just praise god that that i was still able to do and just keep moving man and so it was it wasn't it, it once again it was the, the mental mental side um so how frequent how frequent were your your treatments and your visits because i know you did a, you did quite a bit of driving how frequent were your treatments and are they based on are they based on each individual's cancer how does that work i'm not sure but but i don't think i think the minimum for prostate cancer may be 44 weeks i'm thinking mm -hmm. uh because i asked the doctor he said everybody gets no matter what what everybody gets seemed like you said 44 weeks but but there may be some that get less uh, or some i don't think you get more than that but i had 44 weeks um of treatment it was five days a week monday through friday uh so i would drive up to hampton on monday morning and i would stay up there which is about 150 miles from where i live mm -hmm. and i would stay on monday nights i would drive back on tuesday after the treatment, Tuesday mornings, I would come back home and my wife, uh, she would go with me back on Wednesday and drive for me. And then on Thursday, we would come back Wednesday. On Thursday, I would go back. I would stay Thursday night, mm -hmm. get Thursday, and then I would go get Friday morning treatment and come back. So it, it was about 900 miles per week of driving, uh, two nights a week in, in the hotel. Mm -hmm. So, but so that that's why i say that perseverance right i had to persevere through all of that mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that that was very challenging but but in terms of still the physical piece it wasn't it wasn't that bad at all so what it so i'm assuming right now you're like in a maintenance phase right i mean um just heel, maintain. Heel, heel stage, <laughs> yeah, heel stage. Yeah. i'm just yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. But so what so what what is it what what can what what can you do and what 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 is it that you cannot do um at this point um is there a certain time frame you got to wait for this or that or you know um how frequent are you going to have to go back when do you have to go back afterwards and how that works so it's nothing I can't do um uh, which I had now I I had started making making some adjustments way before this happened in terms of eating right mm -hmm. so i can't eat nuts no nuts right now for six months so that's mm -hmm. pretty much the only thing that i can't eat but i but i have started i started changing a lot of things prior to this mm -hmm. so so that so but nuts is the only thing that i that technically i can't eat right now mm -hmm. for six months so i go back and i go uh three months i I was scheduled to get a PSA next month. Well, this month, actually, September. But the oncologist suggests that I didn't get one this month because of the, the, uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the proton, right? The prostate, the prostate has gone through a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, yeah. It's taken a lot of hits over the, mm -hmm. over the last few weeks. So he wants that to settle down a little bit so we can get a, an accurate uh, PSA. So I go back in three months, December, uh, November, I think it's no, November. I go November to get a, another PSA. I go back to the Proton Center in, I think it's January. Okay. I, I wanted to kind of give those folks out there that are, that are listening in and watching an opportunity to ask you any questions. Um, I don't see any, any questions in the chat, but 
if those out there, if you have any questions that you'd uh, like to ask Apostle Matthew, please please be please feel free to kind of do so, put it in the chat, whatnot, what have you. I'm sure he'll be more than opening to asking your questions and whatnot. You, you know, you know, Matt. Um, I, I thank God for. <laughs> you know, when we, when we did that, what sixty-four mile bike ride was it? Sixty-four. Uh, on your birthday. Uh, that was sixty-five. Sixty-five, and you and I were cruising along there, and we were just. Thanking God for the ability to be able to ride those bikes and to be out on that. On that. It was a wonderful, it was a beautiful day. And we were just looking at God's beautiful green creation. And we were just thanking each other for being each other's lives. How little did I know that you and I would be having this conversation. That's crazy. And for those of you out there, um, Matthew and I were in constant contact throughout this this ordeal. <laughs> and when he and if you and if you could just imagine how things were just falling in place for him and his treatment, you you would just it would just blow your mind, you know, how good God is. And then when he called me and he told me about <laughs> the insurance I think we were both laughing and crying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, man. I tell you, God is so um, God is so good. And we and we also said, Matt. Uh, I said to you, I said, Matt. I said, other people got to hear this, man, because men don't talk. Right, right. And and that's one of the reasons I wanted to share it, um, because you know. I, they could have some stuff going on, but for some reason or other, we just don't like to, to share a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we, we just kind of go in our own corner and we'll close the door and don't want to be bothered, which is how I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to share it. I felt some kind of, I guess I felt some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I was angry a little bit, you know. I was angry at God. Um, I, I was just feeling, you know, some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just re- really just, just and, and I wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like, well, you're, you're no better than nobody, nobody else. The other folk are going through stuff. So why, why not you? Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but my mom, what was really for me, it was, you know, my mom had just passed. Right. So that was, that was a tough hit for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even, even now is, it's, you know, just thinking about it. it was a tough hit for me just just when she passed so i really never had a lot of time to really deal with deal with that and, and just really focusing and then two weeks later you know you you get a uh, you go to the doctor's oh you got you have prostate cancer you know so so it was a lot for me mentally um a lot of things crossed my mind and I want to I want to say to those that's listening and watching, particularly uh, pastors and leaders and fivefold ministry gifts. You know, our gift does not exempt us, right? But I think it it, it all depends on how we handle what we're going through. Mm-hmm. I remember how I was. I remember there, there have been a lot of days I would go in for a treatment and just when I get on the bed. 
because it was such you know you, it was this process process that you had to go through before you actually got the the beam right and uh so and i don't want to go into that but mm-hmm. it wasn't pleasant <laughs> yeah. so so but but um but you know you you just feel in some kind of way a little degrading and and so forth and so on but you know you have to think about it you can you can get a little degraded now or you can just not do anything and the outcome might be a lot it's going to be a lot worse than this right yeah, yeah, so, you, so you so you have to look at both sides yeah but i remember one day back there one of the nurses was back there and for some reason and i know the reason now she kept standing next to me she she would not leave and i said man so I just felt the the these just felt like the Lord just wanted me to talk to her, and I started sharing with her and stuff, and she started crying back there, and I'm thinking like, you know, even now in all of this, you know, God is still so good that He He is still allowing me now to be a blessing to somebody else, even in the circumstance that I'm in. I just really share with her, and she just kind of, you know, just just broke down and. And from that point on, every time I would go in there, she was like just kind of hanging right up under me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but we, but it was a tremendous team there, and I haven't seen that a lot in in many places. It was just a great uh, uh, team of people that 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 was doing the care, uh, very professional, um, but they they were really uh, just engaged with you. And it, they, I didn't. They to me, it didn't. It didn't appear that they were there just for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But they really loved loved the, the, the people. And, and and some of you know some of us went in there was acting crazy and all that stuff and thinking like, dude, you don't need to be acting like that. You know, mm-hmm. you just go and do what you got. But you need to be nice to people, treat mm-hmm. people right. So, so it was a it was a tremendous journey. Just really you know, grateful. For, for even with you, um, how the Lord has placed you in my life, uh, you shared a lot of great information, and, and you would you would call me, you know, I was just right. I remember I was going to Hampton one day, and you called me. I never told you this, but it made such a great impact on my life. Um, you know, you said, man, I just, brother, I just called to tell you I love you, man, so you don't, it's just a small stuff like that when when you're going through, you know. It's just a, it's really the small stuff like that. But I was very, I, I was very. Uh, it was it was those things like that that I think that really that really got me. Uh, and I know people were. My wife, she was praying for me. Many people were praying, but but just getting those phone calls sometimes at your lowest moment, mm-hmm. you know, it it meant yeah. a lot. And you didn't you didn't call the just a man. I just called to tell you I love you, bro. So that stuff like that, man. It, it really. Uh, was very uplifting and, and it really meant a lot to me. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate all that you're doing with prostate cancer, um, prostate awareness. Men, we need men. Listen, you need to get your PSA check. I yeah. talked to my cousin the other day. He called me, and he's 63. I said, "Man, you never had your you never had your prostate exam at 63." He says, "No." And thinking he so. He says prostate. He says that is that where they check your colon. But it's 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 not funny because they right. they just don't know. They don't know, right? So they we have know. to. So what you're doing, you have to educate folk, and you can't assume anything, right? Right. Yeah. 
So I said, man, you know, you need to call your uh, primary care physician and tell them that you want to get your prostate exam set up, get your colonoscopy, get all that stuff done. And uh, but he 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 had no clue. Yeah. What 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 the prostate was. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I was just saying. So we we have to educate ourselves, and and one of the things, particularly, and I say this uh, publicly tonight, that in the black church, and our black churches, we think that coming to that we can, just just coming to the altar will cure everything, right? Yeah. And I know God, God, ultimately, God is is the healer. I believe that God has healed me. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that God has not healed me, but I'm grateful for the Hampton Proton Center <laughs> because he chose that method to heal me, right? Amen. So, so we, Amen. we can't be so spiritual that we neglect and miss out on, on the natural things that God used all around, even with people, people that don't look like us, people that don't believe in what we believe in, mm-hmm. people that's not of the same political party. We have to move beyond all of that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. we miss a lot of opportunities. We miss God in all of that stuff that we neglect or that we don't think God is in because many think that God is only inside of a building on Sundays. So yeah. we miss we miss a lot of great opportunities. And that, that's powerful, Matt, because you know, you know, a lot of times we get caught up into the spiritual and we just neglect the physical. Um, and I submit to you, man, as there's thousands of men that are walking around on this right now, this very day that um, pretty much like your cousin don't know a prostate from a colon, man. Yeah. And it's nothing, it's nothing about aptitude. Um, it's, it's about educating. That's why I always say, and you know, I've always said education for me sits in the driver's seat, man. Yeah. And we have to be able to uh, engage those platforms, comfortable pl- platforms where we, where we, where we have, where we make brothers feel comfortable enough to kind of, you know, open up and to have conversations centered around it. We have to educate, uh, you know, our community. We have to educate men, and also too, um, you know, it, it doesn't hurt for us to reach out to a younger population. You know, to have conversations, in particular African American males, right? Um, because he look, just the mere fact that you're African American puts us at risk, man. Right. I, was reading, I was reading an article, um, an article uh, from the American Cancer Society a few days ago, and they talked about the emerging challenge of prostate cancer among, listen to this, adolescents and older adolescents, man. Wow. Uh, so. You know, this is this is an issue, man, that's not going anywhere. And that's why it's incumbent upon, you know, not just me, but people like you and other folks in our community and our surrounding jurisdictions. Um, everybody has a role to play. And one of one of our theme songs for Emmanuel Health Education is We Are One. Well, it's not just because Frankie Beverly made it. It's because of the lyrics in that song that in, that it's inclusive. Right. And we just believe that, you know, that there's, there's doctors, there's researchers, there's community people like us. Uh, there's all a ton of folks that uh, that are inclusive as one to work at eradicating this this issue, man. And uh, we all have a role to play, right. right? And we all need to be on the playing field, uh, ensuring that we are engaging, you know, our skill sets as we should, 
to uh, eradicate this issue, man. Right. And um, I can't thank you enough for being open and transparent to talk about, you know, your situation. It's just so awesome how you and I knew this day would come. And we laughed about it, knowing full well that it will come in God's time. Right. Um, and, but, you know, you have a powerful story uh, that has an awesome, awesome, uh, not so much an ending, but a continuous uh, uh, focus. And um, I, I just can't thank you enough for just being open, man. And I'm hoping, as I said earlier, this is a this is a teaching moment. I mean, it's a testimony. Right. Telling a story. But it's also a teaching moment, right? Um, right. You know, for others, and um, you know, we just hope that others kind of get on the bandwagon and really grasp the imp- grasp the the, the, the degree uh, of how much screening means, man. Right, right. You, you know, looking for something before it happens. Right. Um, and when we don't engage in those kind of activities, in, especially in the black community where we know black men, we globally. And it's not just us here in the U.S., man. It's our brothers in Africa and uh, uh, in Caribbean. Uh, you know, globally, we got this issue, man. And uh, if you think our numbers are terrible here in the U.S., man, you should look at some of the, uh, the numbers in Africa and other areas, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I want to be transparent, and I'm going to continue to tell my story because I just believe that, so many men will, will be blessed by it and not only mm-hmm. that you know once again the for me is the is the education piece mm-hmm. um once again those three those three components faith education and perseverance for me is is the very thing that that got got me through but i <clears throat> here's the key i did not disregard or I, I did not throw away education because of my faith mm-hmm. i want to say that to the spiritual people out there you can never you cannot throw away your education because of your faith. Yes, we 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 know we have the faith, we believe God, but at the end of the day, we still need to educate ourselves. Because what if I would what if I would have not done anything? Mm-hmm. You know, and so well, I'm not going to the doctor, uh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm I'm not going I'm just going to believe God that I'm healed, right? Well, I did do that. I did believe God that I'm I'm just healed, but I still didn't I still didn't disregard the things that God has put in place in the earth. Mm-hmm. I I who who gave those folk at Hampton University the pro number one whoever created it mm-hmm. who 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 gave them the knowledge and wisdom to create it. Mm-hmm. Right, it had to be God. Yeah. So, so God was involved in everything. So we can't just we can't we can't discredit or or disregard, mm-hmm. you know, the the education piece. And and that's mm-hmm. why that's why I believe that we need to talk about this. We need to we need to continue to talk about talk mm-hmm. about these things because you know it's happened so many so many people out. And mm-hmm. I'm just really grateful for for the Lord's bear in my life. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. We really appreciate you, brother. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Just appreciate you, too. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight. And 
just really thank you for being a, a very special part of my life these particularly the last three months uh, it's been a lot of a lot of turbulence actually the last 300 days I, I just completed a book entitled uh, 300 days I survived the storm mm. <clears throat> so in 300 days started when my mom passed so up until now you're looking at we're looking at almost 300 days so it's been a tremendous journey um, but God is you know he's still great he's he is still good and, and just grateful for um, and grateful for folk like you uh, I'm grateful for those that God has placed in my life. Uh, I'm grateful for those that uh, was undergirding me, keep, keeping my arms lifted up, uh, you know, when I really needed to be be lifted up. I remember, I remember, and the, the apostle may be up here. I'm not sure. They may watch it later. But I remember coming out, kind of coming out of the hotel one, one morning. It was on a Friday morning. I had been up all night that, that Thursday night, just really – you know, just really, just really praising God and just thanking God, you know, um, you know, so many things was going through my, my mind and, and all of that stuff. But she called me, a apostle called me when I came out of the hotel room and, um, <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God, man. <clears throat> Just just really sharing, you know, with me, encouraging me and said, the Lord, I don't know why the Lord put me on your mind. I said, I do. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know why the Lord put me on, on my mind. She said, but I said, well, I know why. <laughs> and and, uh, and she said, the Lord told me to tell you that that you're going to live and not die. And he's not done with you. He has a lot of work for you to do. In, in, in the earth and um man just it, it was just stuff like that mm -hmm. you know that 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 got me got me through uh mm -hmm. and and but you know even now i still have those moments you know mm -hmm. i still have those moments uh just think about uh, the whole the whole process and how god strategically set every what if i would have not got that policy mm-hmm they, cause, because I wasn't scheduled to go back to the urologist before this year, 2023. In March of this year, I would have been scheduled to go back, right? So, you know, who who knows? Yeah. But so I'm just, just really grateful for, for how everything uh, yeah. unfolded. And God has, has been great, you know, and just and, and, and I, I want to say this and I'll be done. But no matter how spiritual we are none of us are superhuman in, in in other words if jesus who was in the garden of gethsemane he says this this is god in the flesh he says if it's possible take this cup away from me but then he says not my will but your will the same Jesus that was on the cross, mm -hmm. he asked the question, God, why has thou forsaken me? So if Jesus can ask the question, why? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I feel you. <laughs> I, somebody I told me, said, you should never ask the question why. But Jesus did. 
<laughs> yeah. Now it doesn't mean that he's gonna. We're gonna get an answer. Right. <laughs> but but it's okay to ask why. You may we may not yeah. never get an answer, but and that has nothing to do with our faith. Right. You know that. Right. Yeah. That that yeah. That has nothing to do with our faith. It has nothing to do with whether we still love God and whether we still trust God. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, got, we got a biblical profile to work with, right? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus asked why. Okay. Right. So, so you know, we, we need some theological stuff to say, to ask the question why. There's your theological moment. <laughs> you know, you you can tap into that. It's okay to ask why. We may not get an answer, but it's okay. Yeah. Because you, some stuff can hit you so hard some stuff can hit you on the blind side. Mm -hmm. Some stuff can hit you that you didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and you may get to that place where you ask the question why. Yeah. 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 But one thing I'm, I'm, I am sure of tonight <laughs> that even in all of that, you know, God is, is he's still faithful. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. He's still, he is still faithful. And I just want to say to those folk that's listening as we get ready to get off tonight, those folk that's listening and watching, you may have had a storm in your life. You may have had some things going on that you didn't know why you had to deal with them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your life may be, it appears, upside down. But we serve, we serve a right-side God. In other words, he'll turn what's been turned upside down. He'll turn it right-side yes. up. Yes, yes. And I pray tonight that, that whatever you're dealing with, mm -hmm. uh, that, that God will begin to strengthen you in all areas of your life. And you'll begin to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. And, you, and, and we shall see the goodness of the Lord. And we're seeing it now. We shall continue to see it. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Well, look, this has been a great conversation tonight. I really appreciate uh, Mr. William Battle, CEO, Emmanuel Health Education. Thank you so much for, for coming on tonight and, and sharing with us. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you so much for uh, just coming on and taking time to, to come on and, and, and help me to help me talk about my journey. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Well, I have it no other way, Brother Matt, none whatsoever. Yeah. Is, is there anything else you want to share? Anything coming up with your Emmanuel Health. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank everyone for being on the call. Uh, this has been a blessing to me as equally as much. Um, we 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 uh, actually having our gala. I mean, maybe a little late, but we're having our gala this Saturday. It'll be our second annual gala um, to in honor uh, to commemorate prostate cancer. So, uh, but that's going to be up in Maryland. However, we uh, will be back down in the Carolinas really, really, real soon uh, with programs to engage the community. So uh, be on the lookout. Um, but again, Matt, thank you for having me on board, man. I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate your story, man. This is one of those things where, you know, I'll never forget and always reflect on this in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with whatever, man, because this has been powerful, really powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, look, everyone, thank you so much for uh, listening and, and tuning in to the podcast tonight. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're on Facebook, I would greatly appreciate it if you could go ahead and hit the share button. And if you're watching by way of YouTube, if you could go ahead and subscribe to the ML Tillery Ministries channel 
I would greatly appreciate it. Listen, you can listen at this podcast uh, pretty much on all podcast stations. You can just type in ML Tillery Ministries and you should be able to pull this podcast up uh, where you can listen to it later. Uh, so you should be able to pull it up. It'll probably be on tomorrow morning, but you should be able to pull it up or you can go back to Facebook and YouTube and listening and, and watch. So once again, thank you all so much for coming on the podcast tonight. It has been a great conversation sharing my story. I'm very, uh, I'm, I, I believe that, that we have to create, create our own narrative mm -hmm. and not allow anyone else to create our narrative. So we tell our own story. You can't mm -hmm. tell my story and I can't tell right. your story. <laughs> tell you, if I was in church, I would have said, touch three people and tell them, tell your own story. <laughs> so, so tell your own story. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you so much again for coming on. I am Matthew Tillery, the host of Advancing the Kingdom podcast. Listen, until next week, be blessed, stay safe, and go and advance the kingdom. Amen. Thanks for joining our podcast. You can email us at mltilleryministries at gmail.com or call 252-977-3002. Until next time, let's advance the kingdom.